0: the Better Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better yet, the Long Form Interview Podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. Find the Elliot Smith catalog. So easy to just sit through from beginning to end. He's a good doing stuff around the house, all day listen, heavy as it may be. All right, welcome. Episode number. 102 mercedes Webb of slow mass is on the show back on this i had some backlog and then we did our turn of the century festivities this is really the first interview i'd done in over a month and it was weird i was feeling all out of sorts in the lead-up i've been trying to unpack the feeling a little bit but last week had a pretty massive plummet. I think the come down from being gone and having a very nice vacation, and a combination of jet lag and not being in love with the routine I had to pick back up when I got back here. I my mood was all off. My brain was sluggish, it was getting down for real. People were leaving negative reviews for as you were, and I'm just sitting there reading them like it was the burn book or something. I got I get thin skin when the moon hits me, right? But also and I know this isn't this is the most fun way to start the show, but everything everything had this looming sense. I was anxious about like everything. Like I was all excited when I got home. I watched all these Marvel movies on the plane. I'd only seen like Iron Man. But I watched like five of these on the plane ride. To and from Ireland and was stoked. I was like, gonna get home and watch the rest. And I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll see Infinity Wars in the theater. And then I'm stressing out about everything. And then I'm stressing out about that. Like, what if I don't get caught up on the Marvel movies in time to see Infinity Wars in the theater? Like, all sorts of silliness. So I'm worried too about what am I gonna talk to my friend? mercedes about for this interview and it's like of course it was great she's the best i know how to talk to a person and once we got through it it was like okay you're all right we're fine the panic dissipates a little and i'm back feeling like a slightly centered person who was able to watch thor 2 this weekend it's not very good but it's the symbolic meaning that matters my guest this week mercedes webb of slow mass slow mass one of the best bands in chicago released their debut lp on watch in may a record that will draw a lot of comparisons to ghazi unwound brand post hardcore and those are certainly sonic parallels but the biggest connection i find between slow mass and those two bands is the amount of thought that goes into something that is expansive pointed and holistic this record it's like reading lacan it's moody Temperamental, it's pretty, and it's very smart. Dave Collis was on the show very early. He started slow mass with Josh Parks and Josh Sparks in 2015. And Mercedes found her way in through some serendipity, taught herself to play bass, and mesh perfectly with this lineup and this sound that was all new to her. We talk a lot about her previous musical background, the chance circumstances that brought her into slow mass, and the building of confidence that took place over the course of her time putting things together and putting together this tremendous LP. Great talk, so let's get to it, but we'll start with the song. This is Suburban Yellow, followed by my interview with Mercedes <laughs> Webb. When you're in Philly, though, you can, you know, you can look over and you can see New Jersey. Get on, get on this a little bit. You don't okay. have to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I All mean, right. I, every one of the places that you live in is going to have its benefits, right? Yeah. That's
1: and like- yeah, and everyone's like, I feel, or not everyone, but a lot of people are very diehard their own city. Uh-huh. But I feel like I don't know. I feel like Chicago. I've always been very protective of it because I feel like people don't give it credit for what it. People like don't know what it is. I feel like what just do you like, mean, like I feel don't... like when people have never been to Chicago and don't really know anything about it, they hear uh-huh. about it and they're probably like, eh, it "Seems fine." Yeah, like, they don't know all of the amazing stuff here.
0: Well, here's what I can say as someone who who lived in New Jersey and then moved to Chicago is that there's actually there's a real similar. Uh, pride that I think exists in New Jersey because Mm -hmm. New Jersey is like, you know what? Like, new york's great but hey we're we're down here we're the garden state we're Mm -hmm. beautiful we got all of these things and chicago is just like hey you gotta you gotta respect us you know we're not (laughs) we're not over there and we're not over there like los angeles new york like we're where it's at (laughs) like we had to build this ourselves yeah and i think that there's a little bit of that like jersey mentality that bleeds into philly too because i everybody's like Everybody's got something to prove over there. Mm-hmm. So I think when you get to Philly, you're going to be like, you're going to find the equivalent of like the Chicago style hot dog. Or, yeah. You know, that cheesesteak or whatever. Oh, yeah. Everyone and they're just has like, yeah, saying, this is uh, this is what we're all about.
1: Which I, I'm, I'm totally ready to like go and appreciate and everything. All I know is that like I think I want to end up here. Uh-huh. Like I don't – like somewhere would have to be really extraordinary for me to like – not come back to Chicago. Why are you leaving then? Eventually, because I've never left, and I believe uh-huh. as human beings we should like never stay in one place for more than like for like our whole lives. Sure. And I went to college here. I never got an experience of like living somewhere else. Uh-huh. So,
0: so you grew up? Do you grow up in the city? Mm-hmm. In the city proper? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. were you?
1: I was in Lincoln Park. Oh, okay. Which was its own thing, but yeah, yeah. I went to like a 14 year school. Oh wow. Yeah, so I was in the same school for 14 years.
0: That's insane. How old is
1: that school? It's. I should know this. Uh No, I shouldn't. I I don't care. But it's like (laughs) it was founded a really long time ago in the in the eighteen hundreds. It was founded by Colonel Parker. He Mm. was a colonel. Uh huh. Obviously, we would also also our mascot. Uh huh. Which was the stupidest mascot. What? Our mascot was literally an old man. Uh huh. Like. I mean, a colonel, but it wasn't like that was, was it really like a emphasized. Uh huh. No, he was just like an old bald, like Colonel Sanders-looking dude, uh-huh. and like probably racist. And he was like our mascot. Your guy. And our like, there was even a mascot costume that was just like. Uh huh. Just an hand, old man, just hanging out. I was like, yeah, "That's yeah. not intimidating." No, uh-huh. no, no wonder we're terrible at all sports. Oh,
0: I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that's a okay. there's a complex in its own, right? Yeah. So you so you grew up in Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park is like kind of that's a that's an old part of Chicago. Yes, it's
1: uh-huh. uh, it's of course like one of the bougier neighborhoods in Chicago. Right, as is very apparent as soon as you step inside its yeah. limits. But yeah, so I went to a private school. Um, I got a very, like, interesting, like, cool but sheltered, like, kind of not real-life education there. Uh-huh. Um, but it was really do? nice. Um, so my dad works for American Airlines. Uh-huh. Um, he actually lives in California and has since I was, like, eight years old. Um, my parents met in California, got married, um, and moved back here because my mom's family is from here uh-huh. um and they're all like in lakeview so i still see them yeah but my dad nice. moved back he's born and raised in california uh-huh. um so after they divorced he moved back and my mom and i stayed here went to that 14 year school um uh-huh. graduating class of 74 or something
0: that's insane yeah to me. The idea that you have a graduating class that small. But I remember when I first moved here, I worked in Lincoln Park also, and I remember... There would be. I was working in a cafe. We were actually, because you were at the Bourgeois Pig, right? Yeah. I was at Noble Tree. Remember Noble Tree? Oh, yeah. On Clark? Yeah. RIP. Nobody has moved into that place. I loved that place, actually. Yeah, it was great. That was
1: really good. It was, you know, three floors.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. I loved the, I loved all the old wood in there. Mm -hmm. And it was just, uh, making money in a cafe is hard. Yeah. Especially when it's a, Three floor, like
1: yeah, like a whole operation. Because the
0: Paul kids would just come. They would uh-huh. get. I remember there was this this uh, this student that would come every Sunday, and she would just get two lattes when she came in, and you knew that she just brought them up, and for whatever reason, just like drank both of them over the course of her stay there. But she would get there at like two o'clock, leave it closed, and that's like all she yeah. did. Was just sit there for six hours and so yeah that was uh,
1: ain't paying the bills damn right
0: (laughs) but yeah so so i was over there at noble tree and i and i remember that was my first job in the city Mm -hmm. and there was uh there was some like old lincoln park people that would Mm -hmm. come in and i remember that was like was that like occupy wall street time like and this woman came in and i've been there for like Two months I've been in the city for two months and she comes in and she's just like these people protesting about about poor people I don't see any poor people around here I've been living here all my life and I'm like yeah
1: that makes sense do you want to you, you
0: want to go like <laughs> that way for like five minutes or like that <laughs> way for five minutes? Isn't that that's yeah. insane. That's that it's neighborhood. Though, yeah. Right?
1: Oh, totally. And like yeah, like Gold Coast, Lincoln Park. And of course there's good people everywhere, there's bad people everywhere. But I got the very interesting experience of being someone on scholarship at a twenty K thousand yeah, twenty twenty k thousand redundant. Um, so yeah, like a very expensive tuition school, and I was there on scholarship. I was one of the few minorities. Um, it was like a very interesting like, but I'm also like half white, so I didn't. Right. I had like an immersive experience, but was never really a part of that uh-huh. world really because yeah. like my mom is like Hispanic Catholic like definitely raised me in, like, a cultured household. Right. And so I would, like, go to school with, like, all these, like, white people all day and, like, rich, like, very, uh-huh. very wealthy people. Um And then, like, go home to, like, my apartment with my mom and it just right. be, like, down to earth again. So I think that's, like, a cool thing yeah, that, like, sure. led me into – the world's like not astray and not thinking that it was like something different than it actually is, which is uh-huh. like kind of bleak sometimes, but also a lot of opportunity, Right. you know? So I had like best of both worlds, I guess, Yeah. which yeah, was yeah. cool, but That's it nice. was a weird bubble to be it in for definitely. that many years. And it
0: was, it just you and your mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you,
0: were you talking about this? Were you coming home and just being like, Oh, this place is strange. Are you aware of the fact that she, this place yeah, is strange? Yeah. No, my
1: mom also like, didn't we like both didn't fit in at the school and uh-huh. like there were a lot of um like issues. Like the moms at the school were very catty, so yeah. there were always issues and drama with the moms uh-huh. and like the committees and everything. And my mom actually taught at Parker, um, when I was like younger. Mm-hmm. So she like knew the teachers. It was just like a whole like it was a community. Yeah. But for with sure. community comes like people talking and like uh-huh cross relationships and everything so right, right, right. yeah very strange Just, you're, getting, now. you're
0: getting x out in a few different spots yeah
1: and i graduated eight years ago and it feels like it didn't happen it's so weird yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: is um, your is your dad is he all right or you yeah. talk to him often
1: yeah i do um yeah he yeah he moved back quite a bit ago um so that's of course been difficult but um we keep in touch. We used to talk like every day. It's a little bit difficult now because I work crazy hours and right. he works crazy hours. But we try to just like say what's up every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even if it's just like a two-minute conversation, or sometimes we'll talk longer. But, um, but yeah, he's California to the to the core. Yeah, so, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't think I'll ever move there. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I feel my, like it's my
0: spot. That's like. It's just not in you. It's if not it's not vibe. in you, it's not in you. <laughs> Time I've spent out there, it's it's always been like, yeah, I I'm alright with it, but
1: Yeah, it's I, beautiful. Uh huh. But yeah. so is other
0: stuff. There's there's too much there's too much the that needs to
1: be There's too much swept under the rug there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not reality. Right. <laughs> so
0: it so it's you and your mom in your apartment. Was yeah. there was there music going on?
1: Um, actually not. Really, I mean, I so musical background was just piano. I Mm -hmm. enrolled in the Suzuki program at DePaul. Oh, okay. When I was four, so like I took that for the entirety of me being in school too. So up until I was a senior in high school, so I did. Oh wow. 14 years of uh, classical piano training as well. Damn. So that was my, I guess, segue into having any musical like awareness at uh-huh. all and then just like the i would we had this thing called county fair every year at school where there would be a talent show and i would always like be in the talent show i remember me and my best friend did a blink 182's uh girl at the rock show one oh, time and we yeah. came up with like dance moves uh-huh. and that we still remember and do like probably too frequently but um yeah i would just do that and do the talent shows once i got into high school uh-huh. and it kind of just developed right. i don't my mom was a good singer uh-huh. um but and like played music in the house but i i feel like her getting me into piano and then guitar later on was the the main thing that got me into music she got you into it yeah i mean sign me up for lessons and wouldn't let me quit kind oh of thing. for real yeah
0: where do you think that comes from she's just like this is gonna be good for you i think I that, that she
1: saw i don't know as a parent i are i'm 26 and i already I'm trying to like think of key points that I want to take with myself into motherhood um, just because I think it's like so fascinating to like be a parent. Uh Um, But my mom, I think, saw when I really didn't want to do something Uh and saw when I had like potential that I was just, like, kind of being a baby about. Right. So she let me quit violin because I, like, genuinely did not enjoy playing it. But I think Mm -hmm. with piano, I had a wonderful teacher the whole time I did piano. She was my teacher the whole time. Kathy Lahiff, bless her heart. And she was, like, patient with me. And she also saw the potential in me and saw that I had a good ear. I honestly, like, faked my way through uh, sight reading. I never, oh, I real? still to this day can't really sight read music. Uh-huh. Um, I can like figure it out if you give me a couple hours. Yeah. Like I can teach myself stuff, but definitely will never get hired like that
0: and that stuff's like natural you can't really teach someone's exactly so
1: i think that they saw that i had a good ear and Mm -hmm. that was worth something so i remember telling my mom a few times that i wanted to quit piano mostly because i was lazy and i didn't want to go to a thing weekly and like take a lesson yeah so i thought that was boring and i wanted to be outside and play but Uh um yeah and then i think just like movies maybe like media liking uh artists yeah, um yeah, yeah. of course pop artists when i was like a little girl of course i love britney spears and uh-huh. christina aguilera and yeah, like can't be beat but like fascinated with these like stars yeah with like really good voices uh-huh. and of course i think uh getting yeah, into like christina music, aguilera could sing oh my god she's still like she still got some chops
0: yeah i believe that
1: but I think, yeah, it it started as, like, I want to be famous kind of thing. like, uh-huh. And I think music is cool, so, like, I should try to be famous doing music, which right. I think a lot of kids that get into music kind of have this, like, mentality Yo, of, like... absolutely. Oh, I want to be a rock star. Uh-huh. And then I did that throughout high school, till the end of high school. I mm. still keep up with piano. I have a really good keyboard that I still, like, remember the pieces that I learned, because yeah, that's great. important. Um, and then... Took guitar. I've been taking guitar for so long. Uh Uh-huh. Not nearly as good as I should be by now because I don't really practice a lot. Yeah. And when I took lessons, I didn't practice a lot. But um, then I went to Columbia College for college and got a music degree.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So were you doing like all sorts of like, I mean, the music degree, is it mostly like composition or is it performance? It was performance. So Uh they
1: just came up with this program called the cup program. It was contemporary, urban, and popular music, which was like a cool concept. It was basically all inclusive music industry. Uh know how, like, uh, we're going to teach you, we're going to teach you logic so you can like learn how to record your own stuff. We're going to give you a music business class. We're going to give you a history of music class. We're going to... Give you a management class, so I got a ma- minor in management and then a cup major. So that was like an all-inclusive thing, except for I did all of my uh gen eds last, so I kind of like lost my knowledge <laughs> towards the end there. Uh-huh. Um At the end I of the can day, be able I, you do that. That's like you're not. I know to do you that. shouldn't be able to. I uh-huh. did all the fun stuff first, and right. then had to do like the the stuff that's supposed to leave like, you out. City or right. something. Uh huh. Yeah, so that wasn't great, but I graduated 2014. Yeah. So when you went
0: in, when you were going into college, like were you latching on to to music that wasn't like popular music? Were you finding, you know, this uh this world that you're a part of now is that all something that you were interested in like when you were in high school or going into college? I
1: didn't know it existed. No way. College. So, so what
0: what's the, what sort of stuff were you playing? Were you playing like, you know, fucking sh- Schubert or whatever
1: on piano? <laughs> Schubert. Um, well, P- well Chopin is my favorite composer. Uh-huh. When, um, and when's Pensei. Chopin? Romantic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's what I was doing just piano-wise. But of course, like, remember first talent show, I did uh, Drops of Jupiter by Train. And just <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry
1: i was like very into gavin DeGraw for a minute which i hate but i also love that i was Wait, into which, gavin which one's gavin
0: DeGraws? He uh, like, uh... he's
1: the one uh what is it that oh cherry he's like the singer songwriter oh. on the piano yeah um he had like a bigger hit oh he had the the theme song to one tree hill
0: Oh, I don't wanna be anything. because okay. there was damn. that group of like, what was it like mid two thousands where I feel like I lump it in with like Jack Johnson and like maybe some people that like bad Day Guy, yeah, like Ben day. Folds mm-hmm. and like Ben Folds is cool, like th- yeah, like kind of right, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So, you, yeah. so G- Gavin
1: DeGraw <laughs> was like uh, yeah, I was very I was much like the piano like <laughs> mm-hmm. singer songwriter vibe, and yeah. then I started to like pick up the guitar more, and that vibed with me more. I felt like anything I would write on piano sounded super corny. Yeah, sure. So I was like not vibing writing on piano. That's gotta be like
0: the hardest thing, right? Like anything yeah. that anything that you play on Cause it piano, does it's, a lot. it's piano music. It's chords. Mm-hmm. It's like right. you can
1: only do so many like inversions and like jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and then i well i originally actually got into berkeley in boston mm-hmm. and i i for my audition song i sang uh i'd rather be sailing from that musical a new brain okay yeah it's it's so good yeah. um and so i i got in and like under the impression like oh you get into berkeley you go right so i went to like the new student thingy
2: mm-hmm.
1: um like see if you want to go here and i was like i don't like this like boston yeah. is really confusing uh-huh. and it's really expensive and i just that's and a real competitive school too it's really competitive everybody i've talked to
0: has like a sort of wobbly relationship really with
1: it. glad i didn't go there um, yeah. mostly because of what i wound up getting into i'm so happy with and mm-hmm. what i would have maybe gotten into if i had gone there like if you want to be a session musician, if you want to get hired for whatever instrument you're doing, mm-hmm. great. But if I'm, – I'm not going to ever get hired as a singer. And I've known right. that, like, my instrument of voice uh-huh. is not like – my money maker True. you know yeah, i like yeah, yeah. i like what i'm doing now because it's like an all-inclusive like yeah i can sing but mm-hmm. i'm not gonna like be in wedding bands that like post ads and like we need a singer i'm not gonna i don't have a range it's like not, that yeah yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you can
0: sing but you're not like dependent exactly that. is that like i guess that there's a certain amount of like you know personal attachment that you have to a realization something like that where it's like that's easily interpreted as like oh well I'm not good enough to do this was that something that you kind of had to take in stride or you
1: yeah no I definitely um like thought about quitting music quite a few times Mm -hmm. um I got down on myself a lot I like thought I had nodes for quite some time um I went and got my throat scoped I just like I felt like something was not Like, it should have been easier. And I definitely feel like more training vocally would have been better. I wish I had stuck with opera lessons, honestly, because I feel like in order to use your instrument the -hmm. best, you need to learn how to, like, engage it the most naturally. And I feel like operatic training definitely teaches you how to, like, engage the instrument you have as opposed to, like, a lot of contemporary lessons or even yeah, jazz sure. sometimes i don't think singing that way n- like necessitates using your instrument the way it should be right because opera you, like you need to you gotta have the out breath there. right uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so um i well, forgot why i going. started talking about opera yeah, but no, no. yeah i you, didn't,
0: you, you you thought that like opera training like might be better for you like yeah but back, i didn't go but... that way and i uh-huh. i
1: would get really down on myself for like my ability to write songs i classic scenario of like i'd write them i'd like them i'd hate them two days later Right, i'd play out get kind of recognition for like like elbow room like my first uh show actually was at elbow room with uh hannah ashbrook she's a really talented singer songwriter and my was my roommate for a couple years and a classmate at college but Uh um that was my first like example of like playing to people and then i don't think i did anything for a while after that because it was like really scary to me i had like kind of stage fright um was it just you
0: and a guitar yeah
1: yeah that's scary. And, like a really bad acoustic guitar that was like uh, really shitty but yeah, yeah, yeah. What, do you um, think, what do you think kept you going with it um i i was about to quit like mm-hmm. my dream yeah. for a minute um actually slow mass started in the midst of me like almost deciding to do something different with my life um, and not really doing anything besides like a hobby with music. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in this band morning arms for two years. It was a seven piece, seven piece Um, band that I met through. It was like indie, like our guitarist, I know like, had like the national vibes, kind of. Yeah, that's sure. the only thing I can really think of because mm. the guitars were like very reverby and yeah. like, um, like really pretty licks and stuff. So, and there was like spoken word in it, it was like a really fun time. We did that for a couple years, toured twice on it, like had such an amazing time touring, like, really, yeah, really fun sure. group of people. Um, I think at a certain point, I didn't really feel like I was, um, like, chal- I don't know if it was, like, challenging myself. It, it just felt like my time to move on a little bit. Uh-huh. And I wanted to do more solo stuff. Yeah. So I quit that band. Well, and... what, do you mean? what do you
0: mean, like, move on? Did you feel, like, maybe a little bit lost in a, in a seven-person ensemble?
1: Yeah, I was only singing in that band. That was my only yeah. role in that. And uh, I just felt like I couldn't really... Um, do what I felt like I had the capability of doing within yep. that specific project and that mm-hmm. they would be better off like going on without me. Cause they were a band before me joining. Right. I joined later when their singer Victoria uh, moved to Thailand. Uh-huh. So I was just a fill in. And then the, this, and I was going through like an emotionally kind of difficult time also. Were you just, just college? Yeah. I was like just out of college, um, During the second tour, just, like, figuring out my life, my relationship at the time was rocky, and I was, I was just, like, freaking out, you know, like, post-college, like, Mm. oh, this is life, like, I have the choices to, like, make success or fall on my face, like... I need to make the right moves, and everything, every move is crucial to me succeeding or failing. So, really dramatic. Can't have a
0: misstep at 24. Yeah, I just
1: like, I felt like I needed to put my energy into something else, like Mm -hmm. maybe solo stuff and just be accountable to myself. So, quit that band, kind of started to like do open mics and like try to write songs, wrote an okay set of songs. But at the end of the day, it was like not feeling it i was not feeling myself i didn't think i had the energy to like be responsible as a musician and like go for things i felt like yeah yeah so i was like you know what i really like coffee i feel like i was working at heritage at the time um which one the outpost. uh, i was working at the lincoln location and the outpost um and then later the lawrence house location And we worked with Intelli, so I was like, you know what, I I didn't know there was, like, a career in coffee, you know, Uh like, I worked at the Bourgeois Pig. Right. And, uh... What do they, what do they serve? uh bourgeois. heritage no, Oh, bourgeois, bourgeois pigs pig. served Botrus. Yeah, they yeah, served yeah. metropolis and then they served Botrus oh, when okay. i was still working there that's funny I, don't, I have no idea what they serve now but um gotta
0: get in on that
1: yeah and like i was like you know what i think i'm just gonna give coffee a go like i'm gonna yeah. maybe like try to work for a shop that has more uh upward mobility career-wise and i'll just do music as a hobby and that'll be okay that'll yeah, have totally. to be okay mm-hmm. um and then uh god i tell the story so much but josh came to um a gathering it was my birthday um mm-hmm. i guess three years ago um in april and he came i hadn't seen him in he so taurus? long huh he taurus? no i'm an aries oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so is she yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's too adorable <laughs> um yeah so i invited him just like out of the blue i was like oh who can i invite to this thing oh josh i haven't seen him in a while didn't think he was well, going to how do you know him I knew him through Bourgeois Pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was working there. Yeah. Oh, he was, okay. He was the manager. Oh. Um, so I, yeah, I knew Josh for like I want to say at least a year. Yeah, probably yeah, Probably yeah. two before joining. That makes
0: Because when they opened, uh, what's the place on on Armitage and Kimball, right by right by your place? Damn um, fine. Damn fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was living at a Kedzie and Armitage. I would see Josh there freaking all, all the, the time, time. <laughs> and it's like it's one of those things where if you see somebody in a cafe as a customer that often there's something going on yes. you know that you yeah. know that they're like in it to <laughs> yeah. a, to an extent that they're not happy about too so yeah I'm just like no what? yeah he just like lived around yeah, yeah, there yeah. but
1: yeah no he wound up showing up he brought me a bottle of death Storage in which was so nice <laughs> uh-huh. from a guy that I like didn't even think was gonna come yeah for sure and we were like all smoking weed in one room and like I was kind of paying attention to him And my roommate Max now Who I also uh-huh. worked at, with at the Bourgeois Pig Yeah um, He plays in like that band Woongi. Uh yeah. yeah Um. So And like that band Lamp Anyways um, yeah, 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 yeah Yeah so him and Josh were talking And I overheard Max say like I wish I could just like Dress like a woman and play bass for you And Josh is uh-huh. like no we're like specifically like trying not to be like an all dude band yeah for sure um and then he like looked over at me and he's like oh wait Mercedes do you know how to play bass uh-huh. and I was like not really yeah <laughs> like maybe uh-huh he's like oh cool well I like I have this project let me send you some demos yeah and like you can check it out and like Maybe you can be a part of it, and I was just like, "Sure, I'm drunk," uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> one of those like party conversations, you know, like right. this isn't gonna go anywhere. Kind of like, like you're just uh, talking, like Annie in the kitchen, like you yeah. want to go on tour with us, oh like, yeah, like no, sure, okay, totally, yeah. totally, uh-huh. and then right. it never uh-huh. pans out. Yeah. Um, but this was an occasion where he left the house and he sent me the demo to Portals to Hell or what uh-huh. wound up being Portals to Hell, yeah, um, and nice but not kind, I believe. No, I think it was just Portals to Hell. And I was like, whoa, this is... I didn't expect this, Uh but cool. And I borrowed my boyfriend at the time's bass. And, like, he kind of taught me how to, like, play a little bit. And I listened to demos and figured it out enough. And then Dave immediately emailed me the next day. And he was Uh like, hey, can you come to practice, like, whatever, three days later? And I pulled it together to, like, fake it at practice. and. Uh Were you up front with like, it, huh?
0: Were you up front with it? Well, I guess Josh no, like, kind of knows that you're. I
1: mean, I, I, I was up front with the fact that I had never like really messed with bass, but I played guitar, so it was mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, easy yeah. enough to transition. And I think that they just saw that I was like not completely incompetent and right. like a nice person uh-huh. and had like a good voice already. Like they knew that, so. I they they discussed it and then emailed yeah. me later that night and were uh-huh. like, hey, we want you to join. I was That's like, awesome. cool. Was it
0: intimidating going into a room like oh, that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I knew Sparks in so passing, good. yeah, 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 and like I knew all of their history with music, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, especially with like the fucking like s- much much older than me dudes in the room of right. the Joshes, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Dave, like, obviously, like, knows everyone and is so responsible and, like...
0: He's been doing it since he was, like, 18, Exactly.
1: Yeah, so they all had, like, these great track records, and I was like, Uh what do I have? I guess I was in a band and, like, have been on tours, but I I honestly felt like for the first year or so felt very much like every time we'd practice, every time we'd play shows, Uh I would, like have great anxiety over whether or not I was going to be able to pull it off every single time, no matter how much I practiced. Yeah. I couldn't really, like, embody that person yet. Uh-huh. And then at some point, I was like, no, I know what I'm doing. And, like, yeah. I stopped saying, like, I don't really play bass when people would compliment me. You know, I would stop, yeah. like, doing that. Uh-huh. Like, you get on stage, you say – hey, I'm not very good, um, here it right. goes kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. don't say it, you know? And, like, people that would always tiny tell tiny bit that. of, like, dismissal. Yeah, that. of yourself. Like, right. just do it. It's see crazy. how it turns out. you be It's crazy what a difference that makes, yeah. right? Yeah, so then now it's, like, a few years down the line, and I don't even know what happened but i'm i feel beyond lucky to have found this group of people i like don't understand what my life would be Uh if i hadn't invited josh that night and like my my life right now is so fulfilled because of slow mass like and everything that that opened up for me that's you know and like it all started at the bourgeois pig Uh like that honestly like Screw college. I shouldn't have gone to college. I just had to work at the bourgeois pig, you know? Yeah, no, I I have
0: that feeling often.
1: Yeah, none of my uh life right now is because of college. It's because I worked at this little cafe that everyone, like, Mm -hmm. was on each other's side because we had, like, a boss that was, like, never around. Uh And, yeah, we were a family. And because of that, I know so many amazing people, one of which was Josh, who just came through for me one night casually asked me to do this thing Uh then they asked me to join and i didn't know what it even was gonna be i didn't know if it was gonna be like another morning arm situation or it because there was just like skeletons at the time too like in no way the thing it is now and Uh i couldn't really bring a lot to the table yet because i didn't really like have my footing yet and never in my mind could i have dreamed that it would like flourish this quickly right Um, especially like I, I, I'm in practice these days too, even still in awe of like what we're doing together. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think I'll ever lose that or I would hope not.
0: Right. Yeah. There's a couple aspects to, to your telling of that story that kind of stand out. And you know, one of them is, is the unit, like the slow mass unit. I've, I've always felt like there is, A real tightness and a real familial aspect to it and I you know I know that part of that obviously comes from the fact that like I know all of you but Mm -hmm. like that feeling that you have and that feeling that you describe it almost like comes off in the presentation of like what you all do together it all feels very together
1: yeah I would hope so I don't like Of course, I only know like a very narrow scope because I'm in it, you know, and I I can't really have an objective um, opinion on like what we must look like or whatever. But I like I love those guys so much. And like, I love Josh and I'm sad that he's not in the band anymore. But also I love Dave so much. and He has been a treasure and like such a treat to get to know as a person and it's as a musician best. he's yeah. so good mm-hmm. you know and like i remember the first practice with him it was so bizarre because i was like used to looking back at sparks and i was just like what is this gonna be like i yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. and like to think that it it is now oh, you're dave, talking about you know? new dave
0: oh okay new dave. i was yeah. only talking about Dave Collis. I don't know New Dave, but I'll I'll take your word And he's a shredder. Uh And like,
1: and he brings so much like positivity to the project. Like whether it's just like being on tour in the van or Mm -hmm. in loading in or like whatever that's stressful, you know, being in a band is stressful at the end of the day at some points. And he's been such like a positive addition to the project. And like I said, like, Sparks is also amazing. And I'm so happy for him and everything right. that he's doing and accomplishing because he totally deserves it. He's worked for it. Yeah, um, totally but right. it, it just worked out very nicely. Yeah, all of it. for sure. Like, had dangers of, like, being really, really, like, a shit show for a second. But then uh, everything fell into place. Yeah. And, like, it feels right, like, where everyone is now, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. There's, the there's you know, an aspect, too, I think, of the way – you tell that story, you're um, very sentimental about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: these are like, I don't have siblings, you know. I right. I really, I, I've gone through so many friend groups in my life. I'm like so nostalgic. I am very sentimental. Yeah. Almost to a fault where it like kind of gets in the way of me like living a somewhat Carefree existence sometimes, right. but it's tough to like, these it, are like I have my people like
0: leaving things, you know? Because exactly, like
1: sentimentality is just like, oh, well,
0: you know, it's
1: like, you thought it was gonna be right. like a like a th- like all these friend groups that I like don't even see them anymore. And mm-hmm. like they taught me something and they left my life, and I have like there, there was not no like ill will there, but some things are just there to teach you and then move on. But I feel like these guys are my family and they're yeah. my brothers, you know, and the people that I've met on tour I feel like our family and yeah I just feel incredibly lucky to be able to do what I do with them Mm -hmm. and that it's like seemingly just the beginning for us you know and I think we work so well together and like of course we have our our like spat sometimes because again stress yeah but we communicate really well we love each other and Mm -hmm. that's like first and foremost yeah especially with like when you become more of an adult and like you need to do adult things, you know, you need yeah. to like get financially stable. You need to like concentrate more on your partners that you've kind of neglected. You know, you, you got to do these things and being in a band makes that harder. But I think we all work really well together. Like me moving to Philly, you mm-hmm. know, I was really scared to tell my bandmates about it because I didn't know how they would react. And all of them were so supportive. Yeah, Like great. they all understood what a hard time I had had in the last like year and a half after like a breakup and my life severely changing yeah. and they knew that like if I made this huge decision that like they trusted me supported me right and they will make it work we'll make it work you know rash it's
0: not exactly yeah 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 because they get it
1: in order to be a good band, all members have to be good, you know? They yeah, all have to be happy sure. and, like, not be neglecting their lives because you can do that for a little while, but eventually it blows up. And we want to be, like, a band of longevity. And in order to do that, we need to, like, maybe pace ourselves a little bit more, you know? Yeah. And, like, not hit it too hard that we're neglecting our health and our, our, our emotional stability, you know?
0: Right. It's funny. It's funny because, like, I kind of had... I had you pinned for being a sentimental person just like reading the lyrics to oldest youngest and it's it's almost like you know you have so many different aspects of like growing that Mm -hmm. are happening like in each verse of that song it's like you know here's the part where you're taking something for granted or here's Mm -hmm. the part where you're like really learning something and it's kind of funny too because you know this part that you're describing now this like next step for you it's it's not in that song but it's definitely like coming from that same perspective of just being like this is part of it yeah. this is another part of it and like being present within all of that yeah. it's it's so important and good and and i think like really really great too to understand like where you're getting goodness mm-hmm. even through you know something that might prove difficult in a sense
1: yeah no, totally. It's good
0: that you're getting it through people that you've that you've just. It's crazy to me that you just like stumbled into this whole world too.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, and I'm still like, I I didn't even like listen to records all the way through before. Like, I uh-huh. was very much like this like lime wire, <laughs> yeah. like one song at a time uh-huh. kind of person, and now I've been learning to like appreciate like so many different projects and types of music, like. The, like, the music that I now appreciate, I feel like a few years ago, I would have been like, this is weird. Right. Like, yeah. like Palm, for instance, like, I think Palm's super cool. Palm is And like, so a few cool. years ago, I would have like, not understood it, and mm. therefore, like, not like, fucked with it, you know? Right. But now, I'm, I'm so, I feel like this new world has opened up of like, all uh-huh. of the way, even in my own writing now, like, it's definitely been greatly influenced by like, my time in slow mass and kind of coming into myself as an artist um, and, like, a songwriter and Mm -hmm. kind of, like, honestly, Dave's songwriting has inspired me a lot. Um, And, like, writing songs with him has, like, taught me kind of, like, how he does it Uh and has given me, like, this new outlook on, like, lyrical writing and stuff. Dave's a really fascinating
0: lyric writer mm-hmm. because I know that he he does a really smart thing where he will write about two things and just mash them together.
1: Yeah, and it's like kind of like vague but specific. yeah, kind of like ambiguous timeline throughout it's, mm-hmm. yeah, he he says what he's talking about, but like definitely subtly. But uh-huh. like poetically, you know, yeah. and I think I've kind of I was really literal before mm-hmm. as a lyricist. And I think that I've kind of... Uh Gone to like a comfortable middle ground yeah. with it, but definitely I've adapted to that kind of like, like more vague, yeah. po- but poetic.
0: Clint Eastwood is a really specific song.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. F- oh man, that song <laughs> brutal. What do you mean?
0: Oh man, that song. <laughs> we just never play it. Yeah.
1: Slash practice it. Slash yeah. I forget it exists. But uh-huh. um, that's a total banger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, it's interesting to to hear you you know talk about. Taking in the idea of record writing and collaboration, because yeah, you you and Dave are really on the same wavelength. Like throughout this LP,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but be, going back to before, though, because like there's so much of slow mass that's felt so deliberate. Like just with the rollout, you know, mm-hmm. with the videos, and you. I think your was your first show. Like technically, the day that the record came
1: out, it was. What, the record came out on the 11th, and then we played the following Friday. Okay. So, yeah, it but it was, like, I, when we had the record, like, done and everything, we uh-huh. had a meeting with Ryan, who has been our manager, Ryan Cunningham. He uh-huh. is an angel sent yeah. to earth for us. <laughs> um, he has been so, so helpful throughout all of this and has just, like, helped us strategize throughout everything and we like went to parson's and ate food and like talked about like okay what are what is it going to be so yeah. like a few months before any of this even started rolling out like we had a plan we had dates or at least like chunks of like a week of mm-hmm. like somewhere in that week we're going to do this and yeah, yeah, yeah. everything has rolled out as planned which I, is crazy Yeah
0: I love the the amount of planning that's gone into this because it's just like you know, you, you pay attention to this stuff, and it's just like it's like okay, new band with members of okay, sure, like yeah,
1: it's it's easy to get works? like lost in all of that, and mm-hmm. I think the del- deliberacy of like everything that we've done, which I've been a like backseat passion passenger to, yeah, like I totally admire every like all of the mastermind kind of bullet train this whole experience has been on from the EP to like anything in between to yeah. like kind of staying on the radar radar, but not too much, you know, yeah. like everything has been very, mm-hmm. very deliberate and very strategic. And yeah. like, it's been really, really cool to be able to like be along for the ride, but also not be calling any of the shots, <laughs> but like understanding the <laughs> shots, yeah, you know, for
0: sure, for sure. It's just, yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, cause I think a lot of that comes from, you know, being in a band with people who have been in a band a lot. Yeah. And and I yeah, I've I always really, really admired that aspect of like the the rollout. And I'd have to imagine that just being like,
1: Yeah, guys. Yeah sounds great. Oh look, that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's been like really cool to see what a community can do for a starting a band starting off. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like we have a homie over there at like the reader who's gonna write uh-huh. something for us. And yeah. like we got you and we got like yeah ryan that just like reached out to us and he was like hey i like your stuff i'm like and we're like okay well like i don't know if we need a manager just yet and he's like well Uh yeah i'm like i'm i have a job like i i do other stuff but like i can send some emails for you every once in a while we're like okay and just yeah and just like our tour Uh with me without you like dom put our name in like adamantly for like so long and then that panned out and like our homies and world is and Uh roswell kid and like Everything that has really happened has been because of, like, connections and, Mm -hmm. like, of course, I mean, of course, I think we're also a good band, but also just, like, a community, like, hey, you're a good band, let's, like, come with us, we'll show you to people, you know, or, like, hey, you're a good band, like, I I have this platform to show you to the world a little bit more, or, like, I know this person at this place, like, Mm -hmm. let me send them your record and, like, see what, you know, it's really... Like, without the community and like other people, it's like seemingly really impossible for bands starting out to really make a name for themselves. And I've, I felt really lucky with all of the, the, um, yeah, the platforms we've been able to share our yeah. music and our story and, and our friends' music. And like, I don't know. It's
0: becoming more and more vital, you know? Yes. Yeah. The, I've been thinking about this a lot lately where it seems like the the models of, you know, a few years ago seem to be, you know, leaving certain things behind. And it's like it's one of those times where I think you see a lot of good publications now are starting to really help bolster Mm -hmm. things. And it's and it's new people. And it's it's been cool, too, I think, to see it's felt like your confidence has really just soared as well you know you you played that set was it did you play with emma or sarah at, oh it was emma <laughs> yeah um with that show with tall friend when i when i saw oh you. yeah <laughs> that was so, that was so great you,
1: wait was that where was that more so is that uh Margaritaville? where what oh at margarita oh yeah wait and it was like four people yeah yeah oh yeah that was uh that was more so that uh-huh. was the one show we had um those songs are still existent, uh, but yeah, it's just like a lot up. of people those, those were like. So good. Yeah. No, like I'm totally trying to like rekindle things uh-huh. within another project because yeah. um, Since then, like Lexi is in a really cool band, uh, Tobacco City now, and yeah. Emma is doing her own project, Hissy Fit. Um and then David plays in so many bands so I love it David. was yeah it was yeah. like a little bit of like a oh all these really cool awesome musicians but like none of us have time or like really know what we're doing yeah. enough yeah. right now so um that yeah. show's got a special place in my heart well by that's the way. awesome I'll tell you more about it after <laughs> yeah. the fact yeah
0: um I don't think I don't think I would be living in this home if it weren't for that show <laughs> is, is all I'm gonna say to wow. to the people um so was. Josh, both the Joshes are still intact when you when you get together mm-hmm. for writing the LP, right?
1: Yes. So the only song that Dave wrote was Schemes. Okay. Drum parts too. So in recording, uh, Josh came into town and it was like a week at MinBall, mm-hmm. and r- did the live tracking of the drums and then dave did the tracking of schemes and then we just went on to do everything else and josh like hung out for a while yeah um even when we were doing other stuff just in like the production of the record which was really cool to just like be able to hang out with him again um i'm
0: sure that you know factors kind of similarly to to with you going to philly where he's like
1: guys sorry
0: yeah but i'm gonna join minus the bear if that's okay
1: (laughs) you get it right yeah (laughs) And like totally, yeah, we we got it. And like he's like w- also with his partner, who mm-hmm. is another angel. Yeah, um, a lot of angels in the world. But
0: you got so many angels in your I got life. So it's so many nice angels. to see. You know, yeah. there's this. You know, Dave sent me on watch probably in in December, mm-hmm. and I was in. I was listening to so much unwound at that point so it just like fits so perfectly but I was talking to David Anthony about it and he said something that I really loved which is like this is a first record that feels like a fifth record and I kind of I'd like to you know sort of unpack that and like work backwards a little bit because this is like a very very thoughtful and deliberate record now I know y'all like got together for a few days and just kind of hold up and mm-hmm. started it right. Yeah, take take me, I guess from from there because there's clearly like you don't you don't just churn something like this out.
1: Yeah, it's like it's so much of a blur at this point, but I do remember distinct like yeah, we would do. I think we would st- try to start at like ten a.m. Um, and work until like, 6 or 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. and just, like, stay in the practice space, Um, maybe break for lunch a little bit. But we would have, like, ideas. We'd have, like, a riff here or, like, a lyrical thing here mm-hmm. and basically just started churning out, like, more um, constructive, uh, like, skeletons. And then, of course, like snowballing into like little intricacies or like for Suburban Yellow. um, Dave just like gave me the lyrics and I, we just played through it over and over again. And Uh I kind of like came up with a melody and then eventually I came up with the melody for the song. And then that was a song, you know? Uh Um, And we, can
0: you, since that song has been mentioned, yes, (laughs) the, the chorus line, there's that, the way you hold, uh, before dawn it's right right, right we're talking about the right song right yeah I, yeah i'm bad with titles but the <laughs> the you know there's nothing like getting up before dawn to start wasting your life that hold on there that every time like trips me up a little uh-huh. bit because i feel like it should like punctuate but yeah. you hold it is there was there thought to that because i love it i fucking I love it <laughs> And that's, all right, well, there, there's, I guess, something to be said about the things that you don't think about that I'm just sitting yeah. there just, I like, I love the way that that holds over that, those punctuating parts, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, I don't think I had any, like, mental uh, realization that's that I was cool. doing anything That's cool, that's cool, I'm just gushing just, a little bit. No, like, all of those lyric or, like, seeing the lyrics and then, like, coming up with, I remember I came up with the um a new position Uh part first and i was like wow i can barely sing that okay Uh it's fine though it's cool i need to figure it out because i want to sing that Uh and i want to be able to every night and it's still a little bit hard but um yeah and then the rest of the melody is in like the worst part of my register (laughs) it's like that little middle part you know Uh like yeah really breaching chest voice into head voice, but, like, not strong enough if I sang in my head voice. Uh-huh. And... But, you know, it worked and it felt right. And I think we uh, erred on the side of simplicity for that song with the, yeah. the drum part and the melody kind of stays in the same, you know, like, doesn't go too high or too low above the same, like, four notes or whatever. But, right. yeah, I don't think there was any for, like, the... Um, Punctuation you're talking about, or like anything with inflection in that song, I don't really think. Just certain details, it just kind of you, know, you get like, naturally. you get
0: really freaking in on. And I've been having um, fun
1: in like live performance, or even just in practice, like kind of changing it. A yeah. Bit, oh, that's you know? the best, right? Like you classic people the know the song. Right? I can change the melody. Uh huh. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> and then they'll be like, I own "Oh, <laughs> this,
0: I own this." Yeah. But um, you know, there's a quote that that new dave uh, mm-hmm. your new drummer i i really love his quote about not following your first or your second instinct you follow yeah. your 10th instinct mm-hmm. and, um so you know how does that work cuz i feel like sometimes like i have i have a tough time like leaving behind the initial instinct or you know yeah. maybe the melody that i originally assigned to or like the the part that feels right there it's tough to kind of get yourself out from Oh, no,
1: I suffer that a lot with this band. Mm -hmm. Um, There's quite, I mean, not quite a few, but there have been several songs that I've been um, like a little salty for a second about like them changing. One of them is unreleased. And I remember I like wrote this bass line and it's called Jesus Lizard. And I I wrote this (laughs) bass line and then I had another part to it. Uh-huh. And then we wound up not going with that part. And I remember I was like, mm, I should have just kept the song for myself yeah, and then yeah, I could make it the way I want. Uh-huh. But now I listen to it and I can't imagine it another way. You know, you just got to you gotta roll with the punches. Like at the end of the day, it's a collaboration, you know, like mm-hmm. and that is what makes our not not our band special. But like we don't, especially with this full length, we try not to leave a song without all of our like fingers in it, yeah. you know? That was probably a better way to say that, but without all of our touches on it, you know? Right. Like we want even if the demo sounds pretty much like the song uh-huh. and one person wrote it, you know, we even with that song we all want to have like some kind of like oh, I specifically made this choice in this song, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Um so and I I would love to continue doing that cuz I think that's a danger in a a lot of any collaboration of, like, one person being, like, more of the songwriter or whatever, and I had a little bit of, like, um, anxiety over that for a little while, like, I want to write more songs, but, like, I feel like I don't write, like, this band, you know, Uh I feel like I don't write, and, like, with Oldest Youngest, that was a really cool instance where I took a chance and was, like, all right, I want to write lyrics for this song, and then it turned out, really nicely and even at the end of that song Mm. um i the first thing that we recorded is not what is the song it's Mm. it was something different before and dave came to me and was like hey this is really cool but i feel like it could be cooler and like a little less whatever and at first, I was like defensive, you know, because it was like, this is my Tough baby. This is my first be, song yeah. I'm writing uh-huh. for Slow Mass. And like, I want to do it how I want to do it. But then I listened to it more and I was like, okay, I see what we're saying. So let's find right. a middle ground, you know, where we're both happy. And then I wrote more lyrics to the end. And voila, I really like it. He really liked it. Everyone yeah. really liked it. I love those. And song. I can't like think of it another way. Yeah. Now, you know, so it's. The instinct thing is a little bit of like fear, I think, a lot of um, like something turning into something you don't necessarily like, but you will like it because you're all on the same page. You all want to make songs that sound good. You all want to make cool songs that people will like um, and that we like to play, you know, and I love to play all of the songs that we play and some of the like like dead skin at first i was like this is too hard <laughs> i can't play this uh-huh. and now it's so much fun yeah it's challenging so much fun yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. so fun to play uh-huh. and i just like any time that i have th- that i feel like my instinct is being challenged i'm just like stop being a baby right. roll with it try it and then and then if you really don't like it then address it and find a middle ground but 10 times out of 10, I'm just like, I was being a baby.
0: This Yo, is fine. For sure. I mean, that's like talking about, you know, your songs that you don't like two days later. That's That should yeah, be applied like to, like, any thought that you have.
1: It's really hard to be objective. <laughs>
0: you know, I think an association that I have with, like, you know, thicker post-hardcore records, like the Unwound Records or, mm-hmm. you know, like the, uh, the Argument by Fugazi or something, mm-hmm. it's, there's there's always like kind of a a declaration to it and it's with post hardcore specifically i always feel like it's it's pointed inward a little bit it's pointed you know at at yourselves and around you know the the people that you associate with yeah i feel like for for this record like schemes is very pointed Mm -hmm. and so i you know what what was uh what was going into to that track in particular because like being from here, I'm like, yup, yup, yeah. Glad someone's saying it on record.
1: Yeah, that was so lyrics written by Dave for that one, so uh-huh. I can't speak for him on that one, but for my own take on that, I think it was um, just a song kind of written about, like, I don't know, like you know that person, like it's it's just describing like a type of person, you yeah. know, and and like the the end like chanty part um like the tuned in and turned off yeah um i think is like a really cool like it's the last thing you hear you know like words wise and you then everything really, is like an really epic ending that. Yeah. um that i <laughs> could not also could not play and i was like i'm not going to uh-huh. be able to like do yeah. the like i'm not going to be able to play bass and sing this at the same time it's too hard uh-huh. but now i've i've kind of got it um but yeah i think that that song in particular, um, it's my favorite song. I think it's, it's a, a huge a banger track. Yeah, and I love closing with it and, um, yeah, it's just so good and like Dave's jump part on it is so, 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 so good. Um, but yeah, so that's basically what my take from the song. Yeah. Um, is it's It's definitely,
0: like, you like, that's the one that you're like. Yeah. That's, that's you're that record's about. fucking statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I love what you all put together. Thanks. I think it's like, it's just, it's so awesome. And it's like, it's wild to consider the fact that it's the first record, you know, going back like not only to what David said about it and what I very much agree with, but also just the feeling of like the way that this band has, has been presented is, I've always like been down and respected it and to see that, you know, you all came together and really like followed through with With the idea of the rollout. Yeah. It makes... It just made me so freaking thrilled, so... Yeah. um,
1: Yeah, like, another thing I wanted to add specifically, because I'm talking to you, is that, like, my whole, uh, like, experience with music, there have been very, like, specific moments in it where... I like it's hard, you know, you got to work the service job, you got to yeah. like be poor for a while, you got to be able to drop stuff at a moment's notice and sometimes you're like, is this worth it? I don't know. I kind of want stability, but I think there have been like distinct moments touring with me without you was uh one of them just being able to watch from backstage and like people being touched by yeah. this like this record they listened to 15 years ago, you know, and like mm-hmm. they're still around and it's still like really like they're crying in the front, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was a moment at, uh, the last podcast you held at your old place, um, when you were talking to Julia and like being able to like watch her and like watch you saying this like very moving thing to her of, um, like listening to that record Um, in a hard time in your life Mm -hmm. and just like being able to watch her hear that information because like she's such a a humble like amazing songwriter you know and like and I think she's gonna forever stay that way and and you expressing that to her and her taking in that information like that's all I want I want to in my own songwriting and slow mass like I want to do that for people I want to And it sounds cliche, but it's like really when you hear specific circumstances like that or like seeing people cry in the audience for these like people in their like the later in their careers, you know, like still being um, like emotionally like, mm. yeah, like caring for these people that they don't know. Like that is all I ever want to do. I want to I want to be able to like be someone's like. Thing that they look up to like especially as a woman in the industry you know yeah. like i i was able to meet my hero Haley williams and i like totally mm. played it cool on tour but i was like yeah. freaking out internally because oh, like she is such a badass yeah. and all of these women in the industry right now that i feel like there's more and more like that are really carving a path for like a new future with all of that. And I had a moment uh, at the end of our last tour where a girl came up to me and I like thought she had introduced herself to me before and I forgot. And I was like, what Uh is your name again? She's like, no, I don't know you. You're just like a hero of mine. And I like freaked out and I hugged her and I was like, dude, like, because we were just off me without you tour. We were playing in a basement again. Like Uh we were tired. We were going to drive home that night. I was just not having it. And Uh like, then we played to these, these people in a basement that like knew the lyrics to our songs. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we were like big fish, small pond again, but like that was the meaningful one, not playing to like whatever the sold out show in Philly that like people like kind of showed up early and saw us, you know, Uh it's like that kind of shit that makes it worth it. And like sweating to death, playing a song that people requested we have not practiced in four months, you know, Uh and hearing from that girl, like that made my year. Yeah.
0: And, yeah being able to i think witness that and 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 witness you know what you're what you're talking about with so much more visibility brought on to people who are making music who are not just straight cis, yeah white man, yeah, it's unbelievable to 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 see and to you know just be able to Go into rooms and experience that for the first time, where it's just like, oh, you're not like you're around people that aren't having to like, you know, take in what's being said and then like, you know, invert it to apply it to their lives. to People right. that are actually just writing songs right. for them. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible to see. I am so so happy to see you doing this thing and you know you got you got Furby starting off that yeah. track that you sent me so good I Yay. can't fucking wait <laughs> for you to to for you to roll yeah that that's out been sick Josh
1: is recording it like that's been cool he's such a talented like producer too and yeah. and Sean's in that too so like I we really want to hit it hard at some yeah. point when we're able to be in the same place and uh, yeah I think that's a really special like going back to like the fun of music and like Mm -hmm. just like fun songs and like not taking it too seriously right now but also having a lot of integrity in the songwriting process and trying new things so yeah i'm really excited for what's ahead with this band with other any other project yeah in philly when i move there or like when i if i move back and yeah it's it's I'm living my dream right now and that's crazy to say cuz like now what do Hell I do? Yeah. Just keep yeah. living it, I Just guess. Just keep fucking but doing it. No, doing, I feel really lucky.
0: You brought yourself here and, and you can keep it Hell keep yeah. it going. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for coming by. Of course.
1: Give <laughs> you all the motivation today. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: All right. Hey, great stuff from Mercedes. You know, it's an instinct that I am always happy to discover as one that I share with another, the one that stops, to document, to take in your environment and your feelings at moments you know are important to remember. It's something I find myself doing more and more and something that I cherish when I see it in someone else by nature right you hear someone talking about doing that also you get sentimental for it too this conversation was very grounding and very fulfilling thankful for mercedes coming over to share those aspects of herself with us and thankful for this slow mass record on watch it's a dang powerhouse get on it check out slow mass online slowmassmusic.bandcamp.com slow mass music. Dot com If you're on the East Coast, catch them on tour right now. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, rate it, write a review, tell a friend about the show, like the page on Facebook. You can send me a message on there. Twitter is at betteryetpod. Check out my other shows as you were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. It's me and David Anthony talking about one Alkaline Trio song a week Upsetting the Masses and Postmarked them, Meta Perspectives on Professional Wrestling featuring me and Scott Southerd. The website is betteryetpod.com. We're also on Bandcamp. Betteryetpodcast.bandcamp.com. And thank you so much. Thanks to Mercedes. Thank you, Chloe and Lily. Be good to yourselves. Stay patient. Come back next week. Thanks, bubbles. We
2: haven't left this hard I better stop now before I start crying Go off to sleep in the sunshine I don't want to see the day when it's dying She's a sight to see It's a pretty sad